Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Managing Change series of webinars from Speakit. Hope you're all doing safe and at home. Today we have a special guest with us. I would like to introduce Lieutenant General Balbir Singh Sandhu to all of you. Welcome, sir. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lieutenant General Sandhu served as Director General of Supplies and Transport and was the Director General of Information Technology in the Indian Army. Lieutenant General Sandhu has been a proud member of India's prestigious armed forces for over 39 years and has been bestowed with several honors, including the Adivishish Seva Medal, the Wishish Seva Medal, and the Army Commander's Commendation Card. After serving in the Army across the country, Lieutenant General Sandhu superannuated in 2007 and is now an active member of the strategic think tanks and participates in seminars on supply chain management and contributes to several journals. We're very happy to have you with us here today, sir, and to share your thoughts. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, sir, as for you, what has been the overall impact of COVID-19 pandemic on the supply chain? It needs to be that the impact has been immense. It actually has been unparalleled. The other day we were hearing a TV debate. He says, even if you put all tragedies of the past together, like the partition, the Ebola, the SARS, the tsunamis of 2011 and the Indian tsunami, uh, all of them put together would probably be beaten by the COVID-19 impact on the global economy. In the immediate uh, time, it is the health of the workers and global community as a whole. And as we go into this fight against COVID-19, you will see the impact on the industry more and more. And there's no better proof required than the IMF having declared that the global economy is gone into recession. And you hear every day the estimates of how much will be the impact on each country's economy. So as, as you go by, will you be able to know the impact on supply chain management? And in the past, whenever there has been a slowdown, uh, say in 2008, uh, the supply chain management still in India at least continue to grow at over 10% because it's a sectoral slowdown in which the requirement of movement of goods still continues and the continuous uh, pressure on how to cut costs again, the supply chain management industry continues to grow. But in this case, with lockdown being the sole answer uh, to everything, no movement of the highways which we see now, the impact is immense, especially on the supply chain management industry. And uh, even some small things like the availability of manpower, the drivers of the vehicles have left the vehicles on the highways and gone home. You find goods, you have a vehicle, but you don't have the people to load them. So these are the kind of things which will have long lasting impact. As of now, normally there's enough, not enough in the pipeline uh, which comes and out of the essential goods or the medical supplies uh, which still are able to meet the requirement but as you go by I fear that the impact on supply chain management will be more and more and remedial measure, measures need to be taken on priority basis. The sheer scale has been unprecedented I mean we not thought that we'll see something like this in this lifetime of ours you, you've just heard of this from the past. So, I mean, this talk with the giant China itself being the epicenter of the crisis, 
how does the disruption of this scale in China put the entire world supply chain at risk? You know what? Uh, one of the principles of war, and all principles of war are applicable in business, is forethought and planning. As per me, the world over last few decades fell into the trap of putting all their eggs in one basket. China, in one of one of the four modernizations, wanted to modernize its economy. It did modernization of the economy. They went global in in economy today. They're the biggest stakeholders. Their whole industry is export based, but they did not open up their political and social sectors to reforms and to outside. I would call investigation to outside exposure. So nobody knows globally as to how are they able to cut costs and businesses are normally selfish by nature. So we going for anything which is cheaper. And that is what China made the whole world dependent on them. Do we know today that about 20% of the auto components for India come from China? I think more than 75 to 80% big chunk of chemicals for the pharma industry globally are sourced from China. Uh, we know about uh, the, the textiles and others. And today, the world has probably not tried to forecast the risk mitigation strategies, which would have probably cost them a bit, but wouldn't have made them so dependent on China. And you're absolutely clear now that they've been able to get over their problem to a great extent. We aren't sure harsh or transparently are they speaking and they're again offering manufacturing, uh, manufactured goods to the globe uh, for mitigating the same problem which was originated from there. So it's a clash of the global hub of manufacturing and the origin of the pandemic meeting at the same point and there had to be a clash and it's affecting the whole world. Even if you look for alternatives at this stage, is one of the strategies to probably uh, reduce dependence. It probably is too late. And maybe in the long term, this gives some solutions of alternate uh, nodes of supply chain. Okay, nothing like a disaster to show us that how unprepared we are. And I really hope you know that we do think of new strategies now and not be dependent on one nation at such a large scale. So also, uh, you know, along with this comes the question of technology. What do you think has been the role of technology so far and what lessons can the companies learn and consequently adapt in terms of technology to you know, mitigate something like this or to prevent it from happening now? Okay, technology is one word which I have seen in last decade or so, which is spoken so frequently and it's no longer is the domain of the technocrats. Every one of us, I'm a graduate in arts, of course did MSc later, Every one of us is dependent on technology starting from our uh, iPhone or the mobile phone to our laptop and to the way we order uh, goods on Amazon and others. So technology is one thing which is most suited to counter disruption like what has happened now. This disruption is global. Even if they are localized disruption, those industry uh, partners who have their technology in place uh, suffer much less and are able to recover much faster. In the case of India, 
I have often spoken to technocrats and we hear such uh, great things about technology in the supply chain industry. They feel it is such a half-hearted effort in which less than 25-30%, it's difficult to put a number, of the industry is digitized. Even if it is digitized, it is partially digitized. If I introduce an app or two, say like SAP, and which doesn't have backend connection, if it doesn't have real-time data, and I'm still depending on emails, or if I'm still dependent on uh, separate uh, softwares for procurement, I am not, I can't call myself as digitized. Technology, even at the time of the crisis, you want to look for alternatives. It is the digital data which can give you that. The person who was your earlier supplier is most unlikely to give you the alternatives. It is your data from digital sources. How thorough are you uh, to get that uh, hand on that data is going to give you alternatives. It is your technology which will probably let you know because your, your chain is disrupted. How much is the real demand? Because at times, that de- demand tends to give you a different feedback from your normal chain. And it is the uh, technology which will replace your key personnel on whom you are so dependent. And those who have technological solutions in place, they are not going to have to depend so much because of absence of one person or the other. And that is what I was going for a walk this morning and I was overhearing a lady uh, speaking on the telephone. She must be having some essential business. And she was telling the person that, you know, if so-and-so is not coming, why didn't you get somebody else who will train and he'll probably use later. The absence of key personnel can be replaced only by technology. And needless for me to say, robotics, artificial intelligence, internet of things, and, and the works, these are the things which must be put in place. And I don't even uh, say to uh, reduce the manpower, you use the manpower to have, give a better quality. And you will get that manpower at much lesser cost and you will have the technology and the manpower living together. So um, along the same lines, the current observation is that companies that have been most severely hit either have had limited trading partners or had all the trading partners located in one particular region. Does this mean that the company should go on a trading partner onboarding spree right now or going forward? We can't move from one end of the pendulum to the other. We obviously as businesses always look for a cheapest solution for the entire quantity and that is what China provided uh, to all of us and as a result because of reduced margin and competition you tend to again look for the they call the in the government language L1 lowest tenderer if you want to as a part of the mitigation risk mitigation strategy uh, you need to have uh, dependence on more than you have to diversify your suppliers indigenization on uh, close sourcing i'll say instead of outsourcing from say across the globe so this global supply chain where you couldn't imagine 20 30 years back that these spare parts are coming from one country being assembled in another and vehicle being marketed in the third so uh, the the there will be a need for smarter smarter ways of sourcing but 
you also have to be economical so maybe you have alternate sources which you can ramp up in certain at times of disruption of one and uh, so th- this kind of strategy will have to be in place but you cannot go on now on a spree of onboarding but you certainly need uh, reserves you will certainly need alternatives which can help you uh, reduce dependence on one source in future so how do you build resilience against similar uh, you know incidents in the future what will be the different ways that you can do that resilience in supply chain management is a new not a new word we always talk of an agile system a resilient system now i i would just replace this word by saying that you must have an all encompassing efficient supply chain management system resilience is inbuilt we just spoke about technology uh, instead of being half hearted technology driven if you are a fully digitized supply chain management chain you will be aware you will be able to even forecast uh, we call it war games in the army you'll be able to forecast scenario building where you can use technology to know what if in what situation so that is the biggest tool to uh, build resilience in your system and to use technology for contingency planning there's a thing called hope of success and a fear of failure we always say uh, in your reporting channel that i'm going to do this job this way this way this way as, the, as if everything is going to go fine like they say in war uh no plans stand the first shot you invariably have to be ready with your contingency plans if it doesn't go that way so probably the businesses need to think of contingencies plan alternatives and that is what i would call as as building resilience in your system it is going to be a difference between a, a, a industry which is proactive vis-a-vis a industry which feels all will go fine and then they go into a reactive mode and obviously you need to have you need to have resources uh, to build in risk mitigation uh, uh, risk mitigation processes in place it's like paying an insurance premium to mitigate the risk of you meeting with a vehicle accident and should it happen you have to have financial resilience so so be able to take care of a short while if not the entire like this corona uh, virus thing is going to test the patience of everyone government has come up with a with a package yet can people still survive or not so as an industry you must have financial resilience keeping it aside to, to take care of these contingencies and the army works on a system of just in case logistics whereas the industry works in the system of just in time so as to cut costs you need to strike a balance whether you want just in time or just in case just in ca- in time will continue to be the the rule in the industry but how much cost do you want to add to make it um assurance uh, to have insurance levels or to work on the principle of just in case so these changes will probably the change the way the industry functioned and uh, to to have to have uh, contingency plans in place in mind on your document 
so that what will come into play in what kind of a situation it might not be same type of contingency but it certainly can be foreseen as a disruption in so and so item what are your alternatives if you are on components what are what can be say like in the automobile industry if you have spare parts for servicing in such a lockdown you can use them for manufacturing so that you are ready with more uh, as the things uh, come become normal so uh, resilience is the key and methods are many so what you know i mean with everything going on what has been the impact on the procurement function procurement like i said uh, it has two parts it has the digital part and it has the it has the the physical part of movement the digital part i feel would continue it won't be disrupted so much because most of the things even in the, in our country today is on e procurement and it is all through uh, the digital uh, platforms so that will continue however those who have to execute this function or those who have to put in their tenders will be a little wary because of their inability to execute uncertainty in their own uh, procurement channels from wherever they have to get it and the ability to supply it to the destination where the the industry wants it so i would i would feel that whatever is in the pipeline will have the problem about movement whatever has to be procured may be digitally possible but will have less and less people coming forward for it and as uh, as the shortages increase you might have uh, prices going up which will give which will make budgets go awry for both government and the industry so uh, procurement the the faster the policy makers mitigate these uh, or make exceptions to use supply chain as a essential service where movement is permitted and also protection of the of the workforce the drivers and others probably like the done for um, for the health workers a higher insurance maybe the industry has to jointly or collectively do some things for protection of the of the manpower who execute these functions uh, to mitigate the challenges of procurement otherwise uh, shortage of goods difficulty in transportation uh, higher cost is going to adversely affect procurement also at some stage Okay, so any final actionable points that you would like to give that we can start on immediately as these can start on immediately i feel dynamic thinking the government policies on uh, lockdown and they don't compromise the health of the community uh, you, the, these these kind of steps dynamic steps on day to day basis interaction with the with the policy makers is something uh, which we can um, we can introduce to mitigate the current challenges and continued use of technology video conferences and other means like the way we are doing is uh, what is going to reduce the damage 
because obviously it's going to be very difficult to be having things as they were but the earlier we get used to this new way of life uh, we can mitigate a lot of uh, losses thank you so much for sharing your thoughts sir it's been uh, really great to hear you